Hello and welcome to Deep Cuts Lost and Found. This is round number 40. It is our season two finale. Today we are doing the theme of album closers in the spirit of this uh, closing episode for season two. I'm here with my very best friends from Needham High School. We all graduated high school back in 1987 together. We've been sharing music ever since, and tonight we're gonna share them with you. It's album closers on Deep Cuts Lost and Found. We've got a special guest. There are going to be six of us. We have Robbie Feldman, who is back by popular demand. Robbie, it is great to have you here. Uh, welcome back to the show. Hey, well, thank by you. Popular, we had one person who actually wrote to us and asked if Rob <laughs> might be coming out of the penalty box. And so for this fan who asked to remain anonymous for a reason, Rob is back. So welcome back, Robbie. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It's good to be back. I'm obviously connecting with your listeners, which I, you know, I don't take, it doesn't make me feel great. It just, just the way it is. And, uh, I love the show. All the DMB fan. I, I'm your biggest fan, your biggest fan. And, uh, glad to be, glad to be part of the show tonight. <laughs> it's a pleasure. All right. So album closers, let's talk about the theme. So this is a really interesting bit. We did album openers and album openers is a great way of saying, how do you take a great album and just knock out the first song? Like, how do you get people into character? This is all about how do you get people to tell the end of the story in a really compelling way where that album experience was really special. Anybody notice anything when they were digging around in this process and like what was unique about finding the picks that you had tonight? I think album closers really stand out a lot more than album openers because I feel like most albums end with sort of like the weaker material, just in general, like a run of the mill sort of rule is that like, you know, side B's or, you know, B sides for trying to yeah. fill out an album. Yeah. Yeah. Try to maybe this is the one like, you know, the the label said we needed one more song to, you know, to make it 45 minutes and we'll just throw in something or like, let's give Ringo something to sing. You know, when you stumble across a great album closer, it can really leave you the whole experience. It's like, you know, having a great dessert at the end of a meal. Yeah. I mean, it does. It really kind of varies. Yeah. Some bands kind of use it to put that really weird song on. Sometimes it's that really long song. I mean, that's one thing I came across. It's like a lot of these long songs. Sometimes it's an instrumental song. I mean, I guess uh, I figured out that, you know, kind of three of my favorite replacement songs were all final songs on those records. You know, Let It Be at Answering Machine, Tim had Here Comes a Regular, Pleased to Meet Lee had Can't Hardly Wait. That kind of shocked me in some ways. But uh, I found more that like, there's just where that, it's where you put that somewhat strange song. But the ones I picked are more like sort of this beautiful parting shot to the record. Those are the ones that I tended towards for tonight. Let's let Robbie lead off. Uh, you're the guest what? here. Rob? Is that wrong? I love <laughs> no, it. We will, we'll see. I just, love we don't it. know what he's going to play. And so. If it's going to be a rough ride, we're going to know. Yeah, you guys want to clear me out yeah, quickly we, yeah. if it's going and south. And then we'll be able to cut this when we can start all over. <laughs> no, no. I, um, thank you, Tommy. Um, and, you know, the only thing I would say is, um, you know, I was thinking about it. I, I was finding myself, it's hard to have a great album closer if it's not a great album. And I don't know if you guys had that that 
problem. I mean, I can't think of, I, I don't think That's I, fair. I don't think I have a pick or came across a song that doesn't come off really what I, I view as a great album. And so that leads me to my first pick, which is my single favorite album of the 2000s, of the decade. The, the band is Interpol, which I know some of you guys enjoy. This band is still going strong after 20 years, but their 2002 album, their debut album, Turn on the Bright Lights, is just a beautiful, crisp, melancholy album. A lot of people compare, sort of say, you know, Interpol picks up where Joy Division left off. I think that, I don't think that does justice to Interpol. Um, they're really moody, obscure kind of song lyrics. Uh, but this song, in my view, the last song in the album is called Leif Erikson. It's, it's kind of monotone vocals, thumping bass beat. And really incomprehensible lyrics, but a no, just no. A, it's about Lee Erickson, Norse something, something. <laughs> no uh, but but it's a song. So I think great album closer, a song that makes you want more from the band, and I think that's what this song does. Uh, Lee Erickson from 2002, "Turn on the Bright Lights" by Interpol. Deep cuts. certainly fight a change if they if they don't need to do a change man it just head down and in if it ain't broke don't nice fix pick. It. that beats yeah, your last great pick. job <laughs> guys 
I don't, I don't think I was the only one who breathed a sigh of relief. <laughs> I really didn't play the uh, closer to uh, Under the Whatever the Big Top Hat or whatever the Dave Matthews album is. Under the table and saying those words. Jared wiped off flop sweat from his brow yes. yeah. when he played Interpol. He was so it, relieved. It yeah, he's worried he's going to come in and start serving tofu at a steakhouse again. <laughs> wow. Phew. Well, thanks, guys. That's a relief. Um, All right. Well, Rich, you get to take the next spot. So, uh, oh, listeners, you're safe. Rich is up next. Well, Where are we going? We're in a, relatively, we're in a safe space. Relatively. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I like these uh, um, theme shows because I, I can avoid 2000 to 2010, which is kind of the period of time where I stopped listening to music, apparently. So I didn't pick anything uh, after 2000, it seems like. My first pick, I'll go with a tried and true favorite, I think, of many of us from 1980. Uh, this is the beat, or the English beat, or the British beat, however depending on where you were in the <laughs> right. world at that time. But English beat to us. Their Everyone but debut you. album, I uh, Just Can't Stop It, uh, had so many great killer songs on it, and it finishes with a really fun uh, song called Jackpot. It's got, it's definitely got more of the, the Jamaican, the reggae rhythm to it. But, you know, Rankin Roger features heavily on this track. But this album had, um, you know, Mirror in the Bathroom, Hands Off, She's Mine, Twist and Crawl, the cover of Tears of a Clown, just all classics. So this was um, sort of an easy pick for me, maybe an easy pick for all of us, I think, but uh, wanted to share it tonight. So this is uh, Jackpot from I Just Can't Stop It. Yeah, yeah. 
it's so fun. Doesn't it just bring you back to a time when it felt really good just to be in high school and bouncing around the halls? Joyful sound. Yeah. I can't believe you cut into Saxa. <laughs> no, it's true. Good point. Good point. A little rude. Rich, yeah, a lot of Rankin Roger, a lot of Saxa. Some toasting, okay. Rankin with the toasting. Rich, were you listening to this at the time? Was was this something you were listening to in 1980 or? Probably in 81, 82, I started listening yes. to it, yeah. Not maybe right when it came out. But I, I yeah, forgot how reggae um, the English beat could, could sound. I mean, I mean that, is, that is a reggae song. And they, all, they were only around for three years. And then yeah. kind of... Although Dave, Dave Wakeling is playing in Dave's Boston. playing in Quincy this week. Nice. Crazy. Wow. Dave yeah. But I love good. that. I, I love that sort of British, you know, the crossover between the British punk and yeah, or just you know wow. how how the the punks and and British new wave and you know specials and all that were sort of influenced by the sort of reggae and ska scene, and you know they were all listening to like Trojan Records and stuff, yeah. you know, championed by Sex Pistols and the Clash, and you know just how much that influenced that that. British music scene. Dave uh, Wakelin lives down the road from me, down here in San Diego. He, they play here all the time, so nice. I should come down Say and hello. check him out. Yeah, Do you ever see him, him when you're out, out for a coffee. I haven't run into him on the street, but I've seen him at the Belly Up in Solana Beach a few times. The belly Up, yeah. sure. Bring him a Deep Cuts T-shirt. I see a guest appearance yeah, coming. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Make him a all friend right. of the show. <laughs> Speaking of, this is this is our, our closing episode for the season, for season two. Uh, we haven't really yeah. talked about whether we're going to do a season three. Uh, so I think we, we should kind of figure that out. I don't know if we'll figure it out in the next couple of rounds, but it's interesting. <laughs> we're figuring it out right now. Well, no, of this course is the last one ever. I would have picked a totally different song. But, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> play the doors at the end. Well, screw that. Screw oh, the no. doors. Just like 12 <laughs> minutes of it. Well, I think, Chris, you can probably save us. So where do you want to go uh, with your pick? Does it need saving? No, no. No, the show, from my... we're doing a season three, right? Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, we're definitely doing I, th- I would think we're doing a season Come three. Come on. I mean, yeah. let's, you know, let's not? not put the foot around here. <laughs> I, I'm i having trouble picking the, the first uh, song to, to do. Um, do you want us to come back to you? What are we no, just, like, I'm ready. at the restaurant? I'm ready. Uh, you know, I have a short list with five songs on it. Four of them are from the 80s. I'm going to go with the one that's from the 60s. Uh, it's the Beatles Tomorrow Never Knows off of uh, Revolver. I so, don't know this one. You don't know this one? It's a deep cut. It, you know, a little band. It's at the end of, of the record. Out of Liverpool. I mean, this is the moment when when rock went psychedelic. And it's yeah. just a fucking great song. And so artfully made in the studio. And it's also like when the Beatles became a studio band. And it's mm-hmm. just... It's it's an incredible tune, and we all love the Chameleons cover version. So true. I think it's worth going back to the source on this one. To me, this is the Beatles. Add you know they they you know Abbey Road at, at like their penultimate peak. Yeah, the <laughs> famous. They are you know they they tended to end their albums very well. You know, like the end from Abbey Road and all that. A but like life. to me, this is a really great closer, just because it leaves you hanging on the edge of like the way music was about to change. And you're, we're going to have to wait for the next record to find out like what was going to come next. You know what I mean? Not just in music, but in culture. So anyway, tomorrow never knows.
Man, that's Love that that's a hard, hard hit. It doesn't that's age. It doesn't no. age. It just sounds no. so present. Current. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> incredible. I, I yeah, like... You ever watch videos where they uh, show George Martin like cutting the yeah. tape and splicing it together? Yeah, yeah these to tape make, loops. To make up the seagull yeah. loop. Oh, the so. seagull loop is apparently like maybe McCartney laughing sped up. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's a high speed laughing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. And, it's, it's incredible. And, and Nash, I think of, you know, the closing songs. I've thought of them as, you know, they kind of complete the circle of an album, a bookend, or leave you, you know, kind of climactic. Um, but I hadn't thought about it as a like a pre- prelude to what's coming yeah, yeah. or a harbinger. And that's that's what that song is. And that's you just wanted to use the word harbinger. No, it's good. It's a good word and it fits. I wanted to use the song prelude. I had the word prelude. Okay. okay. Harbinger. <laughs> harbinger was just a bonus. That was a throwaway. <laughs> yeah. That's a yeah, More it, 25 cent words in the bonus. Hit to buy one, get one for Rob Feldman. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm up next and inspired by Chris's pick, I'm going to throw on a track that might be related to it. This is from a 1982 album put together by WOMAD, which is the world of music, art and dance. It's just sort of a a big public arts uh, UK based uh, organization. And they put a benefit LP out called Music and Rhythm. And I picked this record up because I saw artists from uh, the English Beat on here and Peter Gabriel, Across the River, which is an incredible song. XTC is nearly, uh, it's nearly Africa was on oh, this. Oh, gosh, I have this. Mm. I, think, I have this you know cassette. I didn't know what you were talking about, but yeah, I have this. Yeah. This record blew my mind. I got introduced to so many amazing artists off of this record. And I'm going to play a track from Holger Chukai, which closes out the album. And I'm just thinking about how wonderful it was to listen to this record from side A to side B side C to side D it was a double album, having had this whole wildly international music experience. And then it closed out with this. Hope you dig it. It's Deep Cuts, Lost and Found.
غم ساختی بارها با آتش غم ساختی بار دیگر آتش غم سوختی I just found it to be such a magical and enchanting track. It's got samples in it. It's got Bill Lovelady on a little bit of vocals. Um, Holger Chukai from the band Can is on like everything, keyboards, guitars. Uh, it's just a really unique and special song. So I thought I would what's, what's the name of it, Tom? The song is called Persian Love, and it's from the compilation uh, Music and Rhythm, which is put out by Womad. Holger Chukai is the artist. 1982 is when the album got released. I'm not sure when the recording of this was, but just love you know, it. it's fu- it's funny. This song, if you blindfolded me and dropped me into the show and played this song and Next asked, time. Me, asked me whose choice it was, <laughs> I don't know that I would have said Tom. Really? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I know you did there. This is like the most Tom pick ever. <laughs> Well, yes, the fact that we all had to be like, who's he playing from where, what, when? But I did find my cassette of the best of music and rhythm, Tommy. That is amazing, by the way. So this has like Across the River by Peter Gabriel. Yeah, the same. Uh, I love same it. Stuff, it's but also a different. Cassette. It's different conceptually the in the respect of, you know, the, the last song on a compilation album is a very different. Ooh. Yeah, aspect cha- of sequencing cha- than, than someone else's. Ooh, let's get into that. I'm just saying yeah. it's just yeah, you're it's a different uh, concept. I, yeah, I think you Derek's know. right. Although I wouldn't have challenged that way, but I think I'm not challenging. Thing. I'm just saying it's a different. <laughs> it, was a pa- it, was it means a it means something else. You know, it does. I, think. Um, it does. I don't disagree. Fun. I don't think it should be disqualified. Oh, I'm not saying that at no, all. No, I'm just saying to play it. I'm not saying it. I'm just saying it's different. You know, that's all. Yeah, just it's not wrong. It's not wrong. It's just it's it's different. Okay. I think it's a matter for the appellate court. Yeah. I know we've got two lawyers on this call, and it was Derek that pulled that one out. I know, Derek. Asterisk, asterisk that it's one. Like, it's the compilation codicil. <laughs> that's right. Codicil. Exception that proves the rule. I got no problem with it. I'm just... (laughs) Just say it. He's just asking questions. You might have a problem with my next pick. (laughs) Uh All right. Well, you're not up yet. Billy, you're up next. (laughs) What do you want to play? Oh, geez. Mm. uh, Well, it was really hard to um, narrow this down. So to help out, I just said, well, I'll start with just my first favorite band of all time, which was The Police. And uh, I'll go with the first record I got. I think I got this on... From Columbia House, it was Ghost in the Machine, and uh, 1981, and it closes with Darkness, which is uh, somewhat rare because it's written by Stuart. It's a Stuart Copeland song. He didn't do a whole lot. He did uh, Does Everyone Stare from Regatta de Blanc, which is a really good one, too. But this is a beautiful song. Listen closely to the cymbal work. He's just nuts, going nuts on the hi-hat, and it's beautiful. And what made me want to pick this is because recently they released an alternate sequenced version of Ghost in the Machine. And this song is like four instead of the last song. And they ended instead with this uh, Andy Summers instrumental called Shambell, which is okay. Wait, why, why did they do that? Because they, for mon- for, to make money, right? Because you, well, you mix up the songs right. and then you can sell it. It, again. Has, it. it has additional songs. So I think oh, it was the okay. way Ghost in the Machine was originally conceived. Mm. And what you realize is I don't like the sequence of this at all. Yeah. And the way they the way they ultimately settled on it on the real record is just so much better because it ends with Omega Man, which was Andy Summers' uh, track, which would have been a single, but Sting said, "I really don't think Andy's song should be the single." So, so they Docker. mixed that. 
And uh, but then it goes into Secret Journey and then into Darkness, this Stuart Copeland song, which I think is really pretty and leaves you in a somewhat peaceful or closure to the record, I think. So it's uh, Darkness. It's a Stuart Copeland song from The Police's Ghost in the Machine. Deep Cuts Lost and Found. you so much of how the police was such a great combination of three different sensibilities all yeah. kind of perfectly merging at times you know yeah and they were introducing some keyboards here which they hadn't done previously and you can see some saxophone even too fun fact this is on robert downey's favorite songs list Ooh, okay, I can see that's fun. <laughs> yep. So me and RB Junior, whatever. Uh, yeah. Was that yeah, was that the uh, the AI chat that found that bit of information for you? <laughs> no, no. I do a lot of research for the show. I'm not like some of you guys who just fly by night. Johnny come late, these who just show up and spew whatever they want. <laughs> no. De- Derek's always like reading a tome. He's like, well. Um. <laughs> well, Derek, I think we're ready for your tome. Uh, yes. Where you want to go? I guess I'm going to do, uh, you know, kind of a melancholy ending from uh, 
the Matthew Sweet record, uh, 100% Fun, uh, is 95 record, which I really loved. I love this record a lot. And uh, I don't know, a lot of a lot of the records sort of about, I don't know, struggling with, with aging and sort of a changing world. And, you know, it's, it's a kind of a difficult record. You definitely feel him going through some things. But the final track on that record is a song called Smog Moon. And just even just that one, just the song title is just so perfect to me in the respect that it's this something terrible that results in beauty. I don't know. I've always really liked this song, but it's kind of a, a sad parting to the record. Um, uh, it's always stuck with me and I love it. It's a song, uh, Smog Moon from Matthew Sweet. Deep cuts. I don't know that song at all. Oh, yeah. It's a very L.A. song. You know, that's sort of smog moon coming. I can almost feel it. Cartoon trees cannot conceal. It kind of reminds me of like being on your porch and and looking at sort of the your old porch, I guess, and and looking at the hills in the distance with the sun going down and sort of, you know, the landscape and the trees. I don't know that whenever I hear that that particular lyric, it sort of reminds me of being out in L.A. Yeah, it's a pretty song. It's It's a pretty song. 
Yeah. I, you know, I love that he's not afraid to like really reach for a high note, and you get a little bit nervous for him. Like, yeah. oh, Mark, is he gonna do this? Is he gonna do this? And then he always sticks the landing. But um, you know, it's a great, it's a nice song. He has like an earnestness that I can handle really well, whereas I find Michael Stipe has an earnestness that I just have a really hard time with. Jeez, oh, why are we knocking Michael Stipe? How'd that come up? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know that he asked for that. Uh, yeah, we're going. Same initials. initials, MS. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> remember, remember, this is a hundred percent. I could kind of see where he's coming from. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh boy. My uh, next pick. Is... My next pick is by Aria. <laughs> That's right. Wow. So the hundred percent fun is an ironic title for this album. Is that what you're saying? Jared? Well, it's actually taken from. Uh, gosh, this is really bring it down. But uh, Kurt Cobain. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's from Kurt Cobain's Suicide Note. Oh yeah! Oh great! How did I bring up that fun fact? fact. Well, I just didn't. You know, it didn't come up. Uh, It's just one of the lines that he says. You know about uh, you know the worst crime I could think of would be to rip people off by faking it, pretending as if I'm having 100 percent fun. And is it acknowledged that that's where it came from? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's fine. I read this show. I read that somewhere. I don't know. I don't know whether that's. I wrote it, I wrote it, I wrote it, down, it. down and then I read it. Okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Worst handoff ever, Rob. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good luck, <laughs> Robbie Feldman. Top of hey, the uh, yeah, get something upbeat for no. Um, you know, both Derek and Bill said something that um, you know, uh, uh, Billy profound. Yeah, deep, very deep. Um, you referred to um, you know, darkness as peaceful closure and and. Um, Derek, I think you said sad parting, which I didn't realize how sad until you just explained it. But, uh, you know, I think of album closers, one kind of thing that came to mind was that that end of an album that kind of brings you down from from where you were across, across uh, you know, side A and side B. And I, it got me thinking about instrumentals that end albums and there are a bunch um you know one that i um that that came to mind was shake off the ghost by simple minds sparkle in the rain which is a great uh, instrumental great album one. closer but oh no you're doing what i do no i'm not i'm not to, well yeah i am but, oh, but yeah, when i get are. some examples of other ones that are what, great. what i'm saying is my <laughs> choice is is really um is not Different. specifically about this song but it's about it's an it's a tip of the hat to instrumentals that are great album closers this one Oh, so this is not, it's not going to be Simple Mind. No, it's not the Simple Mind. It's no, not okay. an, and it's oh, not no. an instrumental or it is an instrumental? I want to get you up to speed on something that we've sort of created as a, as a rule not to do on the show. <laughs> this is example okay. eight. Or at least if you do it, you will not get away with it unmentioned. Okay. I, 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 I'm... I'm told I'm arriving at the point, which is uh, so the funny part. The funny part is this is an is an instrumental version on the studio album. But I'm picking a worded version of the song that wasn't released. Uh, till about, I know what you're doing about 15 years later. So this is on a, a, a close of a great album. Duran Duran's first album, a self-titled 1981 album. The final song is an instrumental called Tel Aviv. Mm-hmm. But about uh, actually 20, 30 years later, they put out a worded version of the song. Can I um, ask one quick question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you going to be playing Duran Duran? <laughs> <laughs> this is just a prelude, a harbinger. And what Duran Duran made me think of is another great band. <laughs> so, it's, just so, an, it's just an amuse-bouche. <laughs> this is a, Here's my train of thought. This is the only song tonight that I think will be a true deep cut. So it's a, it's a real lo- <laughs> a lo- a lost wow. classic. 
a lot of free challenge. It's about uh, Simon LeBong, the lead singer of Duran Duran, uh, spent time in Israel as a young man on a kibbutz. Kibbutz, on a kibbutz. And this is a rocking song. We may not get to the guitar riff halfway through, but the song is called Tel Aviv. Check out the vibe and the mood of this sort of album closer and an ode to the city, uh, the exotic city of Tel Aviv, Israel. And Steve gets lost and found. <laughs> There's a cruise ship just rocking out to this song right now. <laughs> Andy Taylor appreciates that you played a little of that. Thank you, Tommy. Sure. <laughs> this song is so different. I mean, it with, with the words. bears any resemblance to the Tel Aviv that's on the album. Yeah. Is that a challenge? Um, well, not a challenge. The, the fact that it's not on the album, I guess, would be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But no, I'll be playing some B-sides that don't appear on the record, too. Um, <laughs> You remember before I was saying a Matthew Sweet reaches for the high notes and gets there? Simon <laughs> <laughs> LeBron could use a nap. Yeah. Because when he's walking that tightrope. It's a little raw. It's a little raw. Man, can he fall off oh, Come on. Well, it wasn't even on the record, so he didn't even know he was being recorded. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, the real Roxy music vibe to this, don't you guys think? Yeah, there is. There yeah, is. I'll give you that. Well, for sure. you know, it is about the exotic city of Tel Aviv. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just sounded good. I don't know. <laughs> Felt good. Felt good. Speaking of feeling good, Rich Air, you are up That's next. Good pick. An exotic pick. That's perhaps? a pretty deep cut. Um, I'm gonna try and get us back on schedule time wise. I'm not sure. From outside the album closure <laughs> realm, you can find all sorts of stuff. No, this is a tough decision, though. Uh, I'm going to go with, okay, one of my favorite albums all time, uh, 1999. This is Built to Spills, Keep It Like a Secret, their fourth album. Probably their, maybe their biggest selling. I, I don't know that for a fact, but it's a big album for them. Um, I had The Plan, Carry the Zero, which is a huge song. You were right. And then it closes with this pulsating eight-minute rock opus called Broken Chairs, and it just builds. We're not going to play all eight minutes i did want to give uh folks a chance to hear this yeah it's just a fantastic song on a fantastic album i think that's really all i can say about it so tommy take it away broken chairs deep cuts and builds from there and just keeps building and building yeah that's a great song going out of your comfort zone though rich am i how so <laughs> no <laughs> thank you Derek. i believe that was sarcasm uh, uh, <laughs> i'm just trying to bring it tonight that's all 
No, it's great. It's, it's a great song. Built to Spill's fantastic. Hey, Billy, I say we go to see Built to Spill when they're in town. They're coming. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we take this offline. We'll <laughs> 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 Should we get dinner first? Like that hurts. <laughs> All right, before yeah, the wheels can completely leave. Jim, open, table open. <laughs> hey, Tom, I'm thinking about euros for dinner. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you want to call a Greek place yeah. and order them together? Dude, I could be down there in 42 minutes. <laughs> All right, so let's this keep going. The content Chris, our viewers want. That's right. You're up. This is your second pick for album closers. You're up. Yeah. You know, some, who, who, who was just slagging on Mike Stipe? Uh, that me. was Tom. That's me. Tom, Tom and I joined and in. Derek too. a little bit. Derek yeah. a little bit. All right, I'm going to play a little REM, so fuck y'all. Um, <laughs> Attaboy. That'd be like a pure retaliatory pick. I, find, I think I know where you're going. It was on my short list, too. But it's not actually Michael Stipe. It's Mike Mills. Ah. And so many great REM songs. He sings backup, and he's like, I think, one of the great backup singers and doesn't get a lot of credit. But in this song, he steps into the spotlight, and he, he, it's a great song. It's actually a cover by uh, a Texas psychedelic rock band called The Click oh. from 1969, and it's Superman. It actually wasn't listed on the album when the album originally came out, Live Search Pageant. So it was sort of like a hidden track, and I don't know why that is, but I love that it's a little uh, bonus content. So let's cue it up. Superman, R.E.M., Live Search Pageant. Yeah. 
Banger, right? Classic. Great. So tunnel. does um does anyone care to know what the internet uh, says about that weird thing at the beginning of that song? No. Oh, what is uh, it? Yeah, apparently yeah. it's <laughs> uh, apparently it's from like a um uh, one of these talking uh, like a talking Godzilla doll where you pull the string and it goes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could do that. It's a talking Godzilla doll in Japanese saying that Godzilla has been sighted in Tokyo Bay. Mm. Yeah, ah, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Fun, fact. Of fun facts. That is, that's the nugget. I did not know that was a cover. That's good to know. Chat GPT. Yeah. That's well, example of the happy closer, like jackpot. I like it. Yeah, since Chris threw down, I'm going to throw down back. And I'm going to go a couple years later to another Beatles closer, which oh, I think huh. is also a really exciting and interesting uh, way to close an album. So I'm going to go to the Beatles White Album, which is a couple years oh, after. Are we allowed to do this? Hey, it's yeah. the way the ball bounces, right? All right. So, Talk to the powers that be. All right. Allowed the to do Beatles. what? Do two Beatles in one show? Yeah. Do Beatles in one show. So, I just like that Tom's playing a reactive game. <laughs> we're, we're breaking some boundaries, at least. Last well, show of the season rules out the window. Go I'm going to one up one more. I'm going to say, I'm going to play a song sung by Ringo. <gasps> no. No, you didn't. I did. All right. So, this is. Good night. This is from the White Album. This is sung by Ringo, orchestrated by Sir George Martin, all done at Abbey Road. John Lennon wrote it as a lullaby for his baby son, Julian. It's, I think, the final song, one of the greatest achievements of music and culture in the 20th century. I hope you dig it. It is from the White Album. It's the Beatles. It's Good Night. Deep Cuts. love that the Beatles close their album with a big orchestral yeah. old-fashioned song sung by Ringo. It's such a flex. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a nice song and Ringo, Ringo's got a nice voice. See, they never really gave him that many good songs to sing. I mean, like... Oh, I like his voice. 
Octopus's Garden. I mean, yeah, it's fine. I mean, like, I always feel like they were just like, yeah, let's give it a Ringo. Come on. You know what I mean? Like, they're throwing Throw a bone. Yeah. yeah. Ringo, Ringo adds the childlike charm, though, because, like, Octopus's Garden yeah. is like, you know, it would have been a different song with Paul or John singing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's an it's a interesting pick, Tom. It's, it would have been even more interesting had we not already played a beautiful song. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, great, great originality. Hey, we're playing tennis, right? You know, you take a shot, I'll take another shot. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, All right Billy Federico, you're up next. This is your ball, final the pick. Ball, the proverbial Apple ball closer. is in my court. Well, it is. Not. I'll be playing uh, A Day in the Life. Which is <laughs> from a band we I don't think we've talked about the Beatles. Um, um, okay, so we've had some happy closers, some sad closers. The last one I described, I don't know, kind of like the end of a movie type of closer that kind of says goodbye. Uh, I'm going to play the power ballad closer. There's some symmetry to this. Oh well, well number one, I'm choosing my favorite band from the '90s, the Afghan Wigs. And there's some symmetry to this because the album opener song I played was from this record too, 1996 mm. Black Love. I, I, I just want to point out that on the last show, you gave me shit for playing a second song by <laughs> uh, You Will Know It from the Trail of Death. <laughs> so you're now playing the opening and closing songs from the same album. But because, but only for symmetry. Okay. <laughs> closing the loop. Closing the loop. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> So I played the opener from this record. Now I'm going to play the closer. And uh, it's called Faded. Dooley once described it as Layla meets Purple Rain. And I think it's pretty obvious why he says that, because it really does sound like it's the Afghan Whigs doing uh, Prince. It's called Faded. It's the final song on the record, Black Love. Tommy, let's go.
It's very loose. Very. Oh, it's very loose. <laughs> Was I hearing violin? Is there violin in there? Yeah, some okay. violin. Yeah. Yeah, I like that song. I love that song. Yeah, it is a great alt power battle. You mentioned Purple Rain. Purple Rain was a album closer as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, was it? it? Yeah. 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 And, if it, nice. and if I knew we weren't doing deep cuts, I might have put it on. But <laughs> I didn't know that before it just started. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kidding. I kid. I kid. Shots fine. Felly bringing the deep cuts though tonight. It, it, it was an instrumental mix. that's not an instrumental and wasn't actually on the album. How about that? Should I do? Yes. It's like a triple. It's a triple <laughs> double. <laughs> All right, uh, Derek. I think you're closing out the show tonight. All right. The closer gonna, to the closer. I'm gonna close it out. Uh, you know, we're talking about some pretty important bands, such as the Beatles. Uh, I'm gonna pick a song from you know a band that is just important to me, the Velvet Underground, from their record uh, Loaded, fourth record from the sort of Doug Yule era of the band. Doug Yule actually sings this song, you know, doing his sort of best Lou Reed, Lou Reed impression. Uh, it's a song called Oh Sweet Nothing. I love this song. It's, it's so beautiful. You know, it's sort of this country lament of sort of misery on the streets of probably the Bowery in New York or something. But sort of musically, it feels like redemption somehow. Um, it's just such a beautiful song. Uh, uh, it's great. Uh, you know, sort of bluesy, almost gospel-like. But yeah, it's the uh, last track on the album Loaded from 1970. It's the song Oh Sweet Nothing. Deep cuts.
it's almost like Hey Jude. You could just keep Good singing tune. it in a loop it is. forever. It's, just, it's yeah. three chords that just go. Okay. It's that's all it is. It's, it's three three chords. Song. And the truth. That's a good. That's a good pick. Yeah, it's classic. I listen to that most. That, um, it's on the High Fidelity soundtrack, which is a fantastic oh, yeah. soundtrack. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, yeah. This is the only song that was also on the album closing songs playlist that was generated by a Twitter when we did like this poll about favorite songs. Oh this, yeah. This this was number five. Oh sweet nothing was number five. Number one was Desolation Row. Number two was Day in the Life. Three was the Doors. The end. And it got more modern as you went along. Train in Vain, Decades by Joy Division, Biko, Chauffeur, This Must Be the Place, Beko. Giant, Ocean Rain. So, so basically you're just listing all the picks that people will like better than the ones we are serving. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just, 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 just for context. Okay. Uh, these are the songs you heard tonight, and these are the ones you wish you had heard tonight. <laughs> ours, ours, are, ours are bespoke. Yeah, they well, are said, Derek, yes. Which may be a nice segue to further listening. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yes. Who wants to tailor a nice bespoke song? Well, Billy, why don't you uh, why don't you blaze out with your further listening? What would you All recommend? Right. I'll blaze I don't know. How do you do further listening? Yeah, I know. That's a good question. It's really just one more song. I guess you get to talk you should, about. You okay. should go to albums and listen to the last song. I would encourage that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that very yeah. literal thing. <laughs> You're gonna to have to really explain the rules, by the way, on the vote. To if you're looking to listen further, <laughs> um, well, I'll go with a band who I think closed albums really well, which is who is the Chameleons, and nah. uh, there's. I'm gonna go with the uh, second record. What does anything mean, basically? And I nearly played this song. It's a P.S. Goodbye, which is just a beautiful uh, ending to the record. That uh, almost like a lullaby, and it has like a nice synth bed and then a few notes percolating above it and uh, just la la la's at the end it's really nice pacific way to end the record Derek's gonna jump in because he's gonna say i'm gonna jump in. on the bonus cd well, I'm, I'm just gonna do my further listening as as the same thing but listen to the song <laughs> nostalgia which was the last also. track on the cd version uh i believe right that, well yes. you guys get a room well what i love is is that you know you're right. When this, when it was released later, similar to what Duran Duran did 20 years after the album finished. Uh, yeah, it was released <laughs> as a bonus track. <laughs> that was the only deep cut of the night, I'm afraid. Well, <laughs> guess what? You get to drop another one. So what's your- I've what's got your, some further- I, I have a lot of further listening for your listeners. <laughs> Just um, pick one. Good God. Just pick one. Okay, <laughs> not an album. But um, <laughs> hat full of hollow. If uh, for those of you, oh, because it's a compilation. Since we're doing, fair? since we're doing compilations, Tom did one. Tom did Womad. Hard not to pick the song. Uh, please, 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 <laughs> please, please, um, please. From the Smith, from the Hospital Hall of Smiths. Stay with I, I re- <laughs> It was the subject of the sentence. <laughs> I got, I got, I, I got distracted there, but I'm, but I'm back, and I would encourage all your listeners to go to Hatful of Hollow and uh, listen to uh, that, that that great compilation disc. I'm sure our listeners weren't at all confusion. <laughs> Uh, Rich, you're up next. Uh, you I'll, I'll, I'll stay in my comfort zone. Shocking. Uh, Love and Rockets uh, came out with an album in 1987 called Earth, Sun, Moon. Fantastic album. Still listen to it. Yes. Holds up very well. On the vinyl version, the last song is called Youth. It's kind of a, a wistful ode to youthfulness and 
maybe an obituary to youth. I don't know it, but it is a very pretty song. I like it, and I recommend if giving it a shot. There you go. Next up, we've got uh, sorry, Chris. What is your pick? Sure, I'll do it. I'm gonna go with uh, you. Don't see this very often. A band that ends an album with the title track. Ooh. I'm gonna go with Ocean Rain from Echo and the Bunnymen from oh, yes. 1984. Oh, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful amazing, song. Amazing song. And it's a, it's a great album. Obviously, it's got a lot of hits on it, like Silver and The Killing Moon, and you know a bunch of a bunch of great tunes. But this is one that ends on a, a really nice orchestral sort of haunting, beautiful note. Would have got my vote. Yeah. Oh well, wandered opportunity. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna close. I'm gonna suggest uh, Ryuki Sakamoto's "Forbidden Colors." That's from yeah. the soundtrack to "Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence." It has guesting on it, David Sylvian. Uh, Mr. Yuki Sakamoto just passed away recently, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I was aware that he was in ill health for the last couple of years, and his his uh, social media has been kind of re-releasing a lot of music and reminding people of all the great stuff that he's built over the years. So for those who are interested, Ryuki Sakamoto, Japanese uh, producer, composer, uh, he was in the band Yellow Magic Orchestra, did a lot of film scores as well, very interesting artist uh, and a lot of beautiful solo work, and uh, Forbidden Colors from Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, the soundtrack to the film. Let's move to social media. So we hopefully will come back for a third season. We'd love to hear from people. So I would say, Billy, why don't you let people know how they can let us know if they want us to come back and what they'd like to see. You know, you can reach us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, just look up for Deep Cuts Lost and Found. And uh, you can also check us out on Patreon, too, where we do a bonus round, which will be next. One more round of album closers. Yeah, and then we're going to take a little hiatus and hopefully come back with a third season. Also want to mention that our vote is going to kick in. None of us are allowed to vote for our own song. There's six of us uh, today. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and I'll give you a quick run through of what we listened to. So Robbie Feldman opened up the show with Interpol, Leif Erikson, the closing song from Turn On The Bright Lights. Rich came in with Jackpot from the English Beat from their album, I Just Can't Stop It. Chris came in with The Beatles and Tomorrow Never Knows from the album Revolver. I came in with Holger Chukai, a song called Persian Love from the Walmart compilation Music and Rhythm. Billy came in with The Police and Darkness from the album Ghost in the Machine. Derek uh, played Matthew Sweet's Smog Moon from his album 100% Fun. Rob uh, came back in with Duran Duran and Tel Aviv, the air studio version, which I'm sure you'll now look up since we talked about it so much. It's from the deluxe version of Duran Duran, their, their solo, I'm sorry, their solo, their debut. Rich came in with Built a Spill. Broken Chairs is a song from Keep It Like a Secret. Chris played R.E.M.'s Superman from Life's Rich Pageant. I played the Beatles' Good Night from the White Album. Bill played Afghan Wigs' Faded from the album Black Love. And Derek closed out the show, our season finale, with uh, the Velvet Underground's Oh Sweet Nothing from their album, Loaded. So is everybody ready to pop their vote into the chat? Yep. yep. All right. On a one, a two, and a three. Uh, Fido. Fido. No, we got two for the police. Fido takes it. It with was her. spread out, though. Look at that. I'll, I'll point out that I am the only one who did not get a vote tonight. Been there. I don't, I don't think I did either. Oh, Tom, Tom didn't either. either. All right, yeah. Tom. We can both, commiserate together. 
But uh, Federico wins. Nice. Done. Well, Congratulations. Enjoy. It was kind of the sappy personal thing he did. You know, yes, exactly. Oh, my favorite album. Yeah, I was a little <laughs> teenager. And I, cried when I, I think that was the tone I used, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. like, like, that doesn't sound like a sore loser in any way. <laughs> Nothing makes Bill more wistful than the police. I mean, that's yeah. true. That's, true. Yeah. that's so that's true. true. You just. All right. On behalf of Bill Federico, Derek Brain, Rob Feldman, Rich Ayer, Chris Nashwadi, myself, Thomas Golovich, that is a wrap for season two of Deep Cuts Lost and Found. We have been really enjoying this podcast. We've been having a lot of fun and we look forward to doing more of it. Hope you enjoyed the shows. Take care of each other. Find some of this music and go buy it on vinyl. We'll catch you all in season three. Cheers. Shout out to Paolo. Peace. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Quick thing. Paolo Grassini has been the heroic editor and producer of our shows gigawatts check out their releases there's a lot of great stuff as well as ours so thank you for that reminder so on that over now thank you paolo deep cuts lost and found season two out